I'm Rob Dansman, and this is The Better Semester, where I provide insight and actionable advice to parents of college students. I'm a nationally certified counselor and licensed clinical mental health counselor, specializing in work with college students and their parents to improve mental health, organization, and motivation. Today, I'm talking about college disability services. I'm going over what disability services are, how to sign up, and what accommodations are most often requested. For more information, check out this episode's show notes and visit my blog at motivatecounseling.com. Disability services, at their most basic level, provide accommodations for students with medical or mental health challenges. A student does not have to have a history from high school or using accommodations or have a previous IEP or 504 to access disability services in college. They do have to have a diagnosis provided by a licensed healthcare professional. Though most colleges offer some type of support for students with disabilities, not all have the same quality. I've provided a link in the show notes to a list of colleges and universities that offer what healthcare professionals consider to be the best disability services support. Additionally, I've also listed in the show notes some disability consultants if you need a dedicated professional to help with a complicated situation. Now I want to talk about what disability services can't do. Disability services do not accept or work with IEPs. They can use IEPs as supportive evidence along with other documentation, but not much else since they don't fall under the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act. Next, how to sign up for disability services. First of all, start the process before the semester begins, whenever possible. Most colleges allow students to start the process immediately after they get paid for the semester, received their student ID number, and are enrolled. It may take longer than students or parents anticipate, so start earlier than you think. Some colleges might take up to six weeks to review and agree to provide specific accommodations. Next, to get things rolling, visit the college's disability services office before classes begin. Register with the official disability services office rather than making arrangements with the admissions office, professors, or departments. Accommodations received in high school are not guaranteed in college. Next up, make sure that your student completes a release of information specific for disability services to speak with parents, therapists, or any other stakeholder that can help in the process. Most schools will not approve accommodation requests without documentation from a doctor, a therapist, or other licensed healthcare professional. Students can provide a previous IEP or 504, but they'll need the additional documentation as well. Next, most disability services will conduct an assessment and review documentation from previous healthcare providers that have specific insights into the requesting student's disability. Someone from Disability Services will provide a formal letter listing all of your accommodations. It's essential to keep a digital copy so it can be easily emailed. Finally, most Disability Services Centers will not automatically contact students' professors, so it's essential to reach out to them once you have your accommodations letter. Professors will often have dozens, if not hundreds of students, so it's important to regularly remind the professor of one's accommodations before they're actually needed. Now, here's a list of some of the more common accommodations disability services can provide. 
This is in no particular order. Sign language interpreters, test-taking accommodations such as extended time and alternative formats, note-takers or scribes, use of assistive technology, provides course substitutions or waivers, access to wheelchair ramps and elevators, provides special parking spaces, allowance for students to use smartphones or tape recorders to record lectures. Some accommodations may require the removal of physical barriers, like dimming lights. Disability services might offer alternate environments, like quiet rooms for test-taking or presentations. Some instructors may allow students to give an oral rather than a written exam. Sometimes they might provide assistive listening devices. They might allow for alternative formats for written tests and study materials like braille or large print or even audio reader tapes. They might allow the use of spell checkers, dictionaries, or thesauruses for tests that aren't designed to measure the specific spelling skills. Next up, so what happens if your student submits all the required documentation, takes the assessment that's necessary, meets with disability services, and their request for accommodations is denied? Contact the person at disability services and get a written explanation as to why the requests were denied. There will likely be an appeal process where the student can submit additional information or request changes to the accommodations to make them more reasonable. This is a good reason why I encourage students to start the disability services process as soon as they can, even before they arrive on campus. There are a ton of students requesting accommodations, which means lots of requests and documents to get through each semester. Even if a student had accommodations for a previous semester, I recommend talking with disability services for the upcoming semester to ensure accommodations are in place and make any changes that might be necessary. What if a student has problems accessing the accommodations? What if an elevator isn't working? What if a professor doesn't comply or provide accommodations? What if something goes wrong? The first and best thing to do is for the student to immediately go to the disability services office. It's straight up against the law for faculty and staff to refuse the use of or provide accommodations formally identified by the Disability Services Office. This doesn't mean they'll automatically comply. Students have to practice advocating for themselves. Just because it's their right to have accommodations doesn't mean everyone is going to make it easy. With all that being said, it's also important for the student not to argue with the professor directly. Again, if there's a problem with a professor or a staff member providing accommodations, it's best for the student to go through disability services and the office rather than the professor or the staff member. Sometimes there's a little confusion about the difference between a modification and an accommodation. Requesting a modification rather than an accommodation is changing what you learn to be successful in college. Modifications are changes to the curriculum for students with disability services. For example, an accommodation on a test might be to allot the student more time. A modification to a test would be to change the number of questions the student must complete. Colleges are legally required to provide accommodations, but not modifications. Okay. That's it for this episode on college disability services. For more information, check out my blog at motivatecounseling.com or my two books on Amazon. Just search for my name, Rob Dansman.